Hi everyone, welcome to Third Coast Gaming Radio. It is the last day of February. It is February 28th. We are at episode 20. I'm joined by my co-host Austin Taylor. And so ends the short month. The shortest of months. We we got lots of goodies from the video games. Um, so, so much happened this week. Much. It they was... can't tiring they, quite frankly EA took anthem out back and shot it anthem next specifically the redesign that they're working on with all right like 30 people i like that game that game had something should have waited two months man i like that game i mean yeah i was i don't know i was always kind of waiting for like one of these um like you know these like uh multiplayer focused co-op shooters anthem being like one of the most supposed to be one of the higher profile versions of one of those to like really grab me outside of remnant and i I thought anthem next could have been that yeah and i you know i had a pretty good time playing anthem when it came out besides it like hard crashing my ps4 i had a good time just hanging out with the the guys playing that this i don't i didn't pay attention to the story much like you do when you're playing Destiny, it's just about the shooting. I don't know. Um, I'm curious if we're gonna see like Anthem two in like ten years or some shit or less. Oh. Maybe six. They're gonna wait. I mean, that's just <laughs> they're gonna put out Dragon Age and Mass Effect and be like, hey, you guys remember <laughs> Anthem, right? So, you know how he said we weren't going to have you do multiplayer anymore? What, what if, if we, we did? did? Speaking of multiplayer, this, that Dragon Age was supposed to have some multiplayer aspects were being planned, but they're scrapping it to make it a single-player yeah. game. Isn't that a great idea, Austin? I mean, I had fun with Inquisition's multiplayer. Like I, I spent, I had time where I was going through that with friends and I thought, um, with the expansion characters that they added after a point, I thought it was really fun. Wait, uh, how's the multiplayer work in Inquisition? So multiplayer in Inquisition is, um, it's kind of like a run through a repurposed, uh, single player level, or at least that was the feel of these environments. Um, you selected a class based off of characters you can unlock. It's kind of like Mass Effect 3's multiplayer, but it feels a bit more uh, unnecessarily complex because of how different the RPG systems are between those two games. And, uh, like, so you have, like, this slew of starting classes that you can be, and there's no real customization within those classes aside from what, how you want your powers to act. Hmm. Uh, but, like, they released two i think two multiplayer packs that added in new characters one of them was a specifically a pirate of rogue expansion where they added in a character from dragon age 2 who you got to play as uh and she had some really cool abilities and like all these characters have a limited like a more limited uh ability set than say your main character within the single player campaign and it was a fun fun enough sort of um sort of akin to like a small like raid right in um in like an older version of wow where you go through a number of 
rooms and areas. You do a bit of some puzzling, depending on what map you get, and then you fight a boss that could be a dragon or just a really buff dude. Just a really buff dude. Yeah, and I, I remember having fun with it. We didn't stick with it yeah. for that long, all things uh, considered. These you know, people moved on to other things other than Dragon Age. I mean, within like a year, Bloodborne it dropped. So that's what all my gotcha. friends were doing. Yeah, that um, what call it? I don't know. I was curious what that would have been. I'm sure. I mean, I keep thinking of like the uh, post-release stuff for like Wildlands for some reason. When I think of like, yeah making it more like a live service but i guess that's just like them dropping like dlc events and stuff too well, i'm curious yeah they they've never really done events idea. like that with ea stuff i don't know i was just that's just what i was thinking yeah, they, yeah multiplayer not really live events like that yeah there weren't like events per se there were you know double xp weekends that kind of thing and Within Dragon Age Inquisition's multiplayer, I don't remember there being a specific timed event at any point outside of like maybe some celebratory stuff within those expansions. But I'm not particularly bummed to see that they are not doing multiplayer here because it just never felt like that studio had much of a desire to envision multiplayer yeah. within these properties. And certainly not like the time and resources needed to make it something really dope. Yeah, so they're shifting. Um... And the other thing that was coming up, man, that PlayStation Play... Oh, no, the first one I have up is March's PlayStation Plus games. It's a bunch of bangers. Yeah, a bunch of I bangers. Mean, it... Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty wild. Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake. This lineup. Remnant from the Ashes, Farpoint. And for PS5, it's uh, Maquette, which I don't know what that is. Uh, Maquette is a environmental puzzle game from Annapurna Interactive, uh, published by Annapurna Interactive, I should say. I don't have the developer. Gotcha. Unfortunately. Look yeah, it looks uh, it looks a little bit like The Witness, you could say. Yeah, it's again. I mean, I would say it looks more akin to a. Um, there's a different puzzle game that's on the tip of my tongue because I own it. Hmm. Uh, and I know what it's hmm. called, but I don't have it. It's a little more cell shaded than the wind. No, they're they're about the the color palette's the same at least. Um, this is the one from the trailer where you move the big object into the environment, and then you have like the Maybe. you have like a scale model of the city, and you you can move stuff into it to change stuff. Very interesting. Yeah, like you're manipulating aspects of the city. I guess to navigate it to some end goal while people narrate about a relationship. Uh, yeah, but the wild part is fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake being on there, which is, um, this does not, we'll talk about it in a bit, but they, they had that PS5 version. So the um, PS Plus... Yeah, yeah. the asterisk... Yeah, so when you get this version, version, you're not getting the upgrade, but if you had bought the version, which has been $30 lately, you'll get the upgrade. Yeah, yeah, so they, like, this is, like, the day after they unveiled the 
PS5 upgrade where it's like, oh, everything looks a little prettier. And it's like, I, I, graphics. I um, graphics on the PlayStation 5. We got them now. Um, but yeah, so next month you'll be able to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, except this can this version of it that you get through PlayStation Plus cannot be upgraded, and you also cannot get the DLC that they advertise. Yeah, and that's um that DLC is only PS5, I think. We'll get that in a sec. And the be- the yeah. best game is Remnant, which I have enjoyed. I'm gonna bother all my friends who don't yeah. have this and be like, hey, play this first area with me. See what you see what you feel. Yeah, like low key Remnant is is really excited i'm excited to see that on here because now i can bug people in my like larger um chat about playing Remnant hey it's now. a good game as it turns out but yeah okay that um that sony event came out i'll, I'll go through the other ones uh kenna bridges spirits was announced or Tease. I think I think I'd seen a trailer for this somewhere else before. Maybe we yeah. had seen it before. This was in like the PlayStation yeah. Five. So August twenty fourth. It's like a um, kind of cartoony open world. I wouldn't say open world, but it's like a yeah, kind of like action, action platformer, platformer looking, hacky slashy. Yeah, yeah. Where you play is I guess a protagonist named Kenna. Yeah, and she's got um. <laughs> She's got powers and a Who staff is like guiding magic. spirits yeah. into the afterlife. It's it seems fun. It's I nice. could definitely I could definitely see myself getting this if I ever find a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. And then Returnal had do Returnal is looking sicker by the moment, man. That trailer was a banger, I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um I was definitely into so much of it i became a little bit less interested when i was like oh we're gonna explore this character's like home trauma and i'm like okay you didn't need that necessarily but that's fine I guess. yeah i'm getting control-ish vibes off of this along with like oh, i can't even i'm trying to think what the dash reminds me of it's fast it's fast it look it's like this is uh who's the who's the house mark it I get the vibes of like a Housemark 2D game in like a 3D space. It's like this bullet hell shit going I have to on. S- and I have yeah. to say, the, the thing that disappointed me about this reveal is that someone who worked at Housemark said the name of their studio was Housemark, so I can no longer say Housemark key and oh, sound no. smart about it. I've lost something oh, today. Yes, but you've gained um, much. Yeah, in the form of this very good yeah. remnant gameplay. Returnal. Returnal it's gameplay, cool, man. I say. It's cool. And it's like live, die, repeat-ish where you yeah. die and you come back. And I think the world... I don't... I think the enemies are reset every time you die. That's what they were saying. Yeah, it's the enemies and the world state, generally. Oh, this game looks cool. Man, we'll get into this later, but I kind of realized I, I wish I'd bought a PS5 instead. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Um, they had that Crash Bandicoot 4 for PS5. I don't really can't find. Oddworld Soulstorm, April 6th. The continuing Absolutely Oddworld. Absolutely wild. We're still, We're still getting, getting Oddworld. new Oddworld. That dodgeball game, Knockout City, looks all right. I'm, I'm kind of into the vibes that's thrown out. The, the fucking one that got me was Sifu. 
by the Absolver team, Slow Clap. Absolver it's just like does. they just want yeah. to make martial arts games, and it's fucking amazing. Please, please, like Absolver is so cool. The problem, my problem with it is that it's an online hey, game. Does Absolver have easy co-op? Because it might be a good next one for us. Because I have that game. It, I gotta say, I don't know, and I don't. I don't even know if it has co-op. Yeah, like it's. <clears throat> It takes this sort of Dark Souls structure in its uh, online world, but it feels so much more competitive um, in my experience. Like you, you know, you go around this world and you have AI bosses who exist, but you're also just gonna get your shit kicked in by other players as you're running around. So I just the structure of that open world. I, I can't say if it has any particular like co-op functionality because i didn't spend enough time with it because it was just so un unfriendly yeah i played it players. for a little bit and kind of moved on but this looks fucking dope it's got that hallway scene from old boy that's all i can think of it's just like yeah. the one shot and then when you pass out you grow a I mean, beard exactly. and you're just like is this just old boy yeah so the you know the uh, sort of gimmick here being that every time you get uh killed in the game you're revived but you're older and you have more skills interesting so it kind of does that um chronos thing that chronos before the ashes that that prequel to remnant never played it did where like as you die it's it's made by the people who did remnant from the ashes but it's like as you die you get older and you get a different set of skills is kind of that thing so it's, it's similar to that and then the uh, Solar Ash from the Hyperlight Drifter team. I God, I wish I'd beaten Hyperlight Drifter. But that game, like games with good movement, make me excited. Yeah, this is this is probably the one I'm most excited for coming out of this presentation, mostly because it's like what is a few games guaranteed to come out on the PlayStation Four. Um, and like, yeah, like Hyperlight was as rough. As that as playing that game was like it's still a game I really enjoyed and I'm really can't I'm excited to see what Solar Ash is. And this um, I was gonna say that Gravity Well looks fucking sick, dude. Like this whole game takes place in like a gravity black yeah, hole like in a singularity. Area. Like shit's going weirdness. That's so pretty. Yeah, and it's like yeah. super colorful thing. You're actually there's just a point where you're just riding a dragon. Yeah, I think um, there's like bosses that you're which like seems... big fucking bosses you're fighting later too. Jesus. And then um yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Five Nights at Freddy's first person Freddy's security breach. Yeah. Which this is for someone. Yeah. Some Gen Gen X boy, Gen Z kid is like, oh man, I just I'm. I love Freddy's. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I kind of feel like we're we're just this to blame for Freddy's being this popular. I feel like a lot of millennials were making Freddy very popular. Oh, on this the is also very true. When they were this game looks pretty on the PS5. Uh, like this trailer looks nice. I'll say at least. I mean, yeah, there's. The metal off the mascots who are going to kill you is shiny. Yeah. 
And then, I don't know, they had that trailer for Deathloop, but, um... Deathloop. Deathloop. But yeah, Final Fantasy VII, PS5, man, that Yuffie DLC. You're gonna have to pay $500 to play as Yuffie, I guess. I mean... It's kind of a bummer. That would be... Yeah, it's just, it's so ridiculous yeah i saw the trailer it was starting and i was like oh man more final fantasy 7 let's go and then it said only for ps5 and i was like ah you bitches yeah i saw that trailer and i was like oh great more final fantasy 7 this is just going to be the playstation 5 like upgrade and then they open it with this yuffie dlc and i was visibly like i was freaking out it's pretty good and she's got a little moogle outfit very cute into it yeah you know like yuffie is one of the standout characters of that original game and i'm excited to see her in this chapter of final fantasy VII. yeah and then you know the other thing that happened is like square enix had its i guess i will call it the final fantasy 7 showcase where they showed off a fucking mobile Jesus game Christ. i don't have the thing for it not yeah, just not any just mobile game, game. What was it called? Ever so which, Crisis? Which of these two do yep, we want to... Ever Crisis. Which of these two, two mobile, mobile games. games do we want to talk about Yeah, let's first? talk about the Battle Royale one. For, they're fucking, it's just a Battle Royale with the Final Fantasy VII engine. Like, it's the same fight. Like, yeah. I was looking at it, it's like... That's just how Tifa fights when you're, like, punching people. But you're picking up guns and shooting people. It's fucking wild. Yeah, so it's Final Fantasy... The First Soldier. Final Fantasy VII. The first and it's only mobile. But there's like a hundred of you. How are you the first? And they're shooting each other. This takes place before Final Fantasy VII as well, Austin. I don't know if you knew that. This is so horrid. You're like, yeah, I know it does. God, this is so weird. This is the weirdest. This is like... I don't even understand... One of them, one of the people in this trailer is wearing a chocobo hoodie. Yes, they are. So you know they're gonna come for that cosmetic. Money. And uh, you can you can shoot. Uh, there's enemies too that attack you. Apparently, I don't know. Maybe there's co-op in this too. I don't. I don't know. There's like bosses I, running around and shit. I I'm flabbergasted every time I look at yeah, this. Yeah, me too. Um. The big one is Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is every Final Fantasy VII thing released into one mobile game. And it, they, these are like assets from Remake, too. Like, I was looking at it, it's like, oh, that's just the scene. There's like fight scenes that take place that are the assets. And then when you're walking around, it's like an up-res chibi version of the graphics of the first game. Of the original Final Fantasy VII. Don't know if there's voice acting yet. I mean, I I wouldn't think there is, right? They show like they show dialogue rolling across the screen. I can't I can't think of why they put voice acting. In yeah, this. and it's it's definitely like yeah, it's the same animations, but um, yeah, they they put the picture up at the end. It's like this has that thing I was talking about, where it's like A B C D. Is Advent Children, Before Crisis, Crisis Core, and Dirge of Cerberus all mixed in to Ever Crisis, E. But, um, 
God, that's wild. I can't believe they're doing two remakes of Final Fantasy VII at the same time. Yeah, and uh, the thing I'm thinking... Okay, so the combat and the bosses that are in this are the assets from Seven Remake. So I'm trying to think if, like... Okay, okay. assets is, like, a very specific word. It means a very specific thing within game development. Which is, like, the, um, the... character models and it's animations like they're, the, they're the same bosses i don't think they're the same yeah assets. okay they're not the same assets but like if you're in the trailer and you go to like a minute 20 that's the exact same like these are the exact same moves and like um animations from the remake but yeah that exists like specifically yeah within yeah battle. specifically within battle and this makes me curious to be like is there going to be some Advent Children stuff or other things like that in, like in Remake greater... 2? Like, when you beat oh, the base stuff. Oh, so I'm thinking God. when Final Fantasy VII Remake 2 gets put out, is it going to be 2023? Is it 2022 as well? Are there going to be assets mm. that are coming? Not assets, but, you know, like the character models and stuff like that, are they already being used in some other place? Don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. We don't. Oh, God, I'm going to be so... Oh, if I see Advent Children nonsense in this round of remakes, I'm yeah, going to... Dirge of Cerberus is the big one. That little chibi Zack is also pretty good. He's running on his train, and he's got his sword. Oh, yeah, he's... Is that even... He's like, is that a thing from what's the one tactics? The one that he's in. Um, that's either before Crisis or Crisis Core. It's probably. Crisis I don't Core. know enough about this Zach Fair fellow. He's got his own game on the PSP. It's called Crisis Core. Oh damn! Great, I'm so glad it's easily accessible. Yeah, everyone can play that right now. All right, what else is going on? Um. Sony is expanding the storage for the PS5. They're unlocking the ability to expand your storage, which I think was a problem for people that they're trying to use their M2 slots. And like I was hearing from like the podcast I was listening to, like Giant Bomb, where they were people they were having people reported that they would f- put hard drives in and would crash it or not work with it yeah. when you put an SSD in there. For USB, like plug-in. Yeah. yeah. So hey, that's good. Yeah, I know you... people who have definitely tried to use um, external drives and just lost a lot of stuff. And I will say, I um, I have filled up the 500 gigabytes on my Series S, so it's not a lot. Not a lot, Austin. No, no, no it has 500 gigabytes hasn't been a lot no. for a while. I, I have a two terabyte in my PS4, and that's what. It it works out very well. Um, like five hundred wasn't a lot at the start of the last generation. <laughs> yeah, and I remember at the start of that, a lot of those games were like twenty gigabytes. Like Second Son was like thirty five gigabytes or something. There's a bunch of those games. Yeah, that. like smaller launch games were like twenty gigs. Ports of older of like last generation games could be like maybe fifteen or ten. But then when you get into 2014 and you start getting like the 
that generation specific, like PS4, Xbox One generation specific games, they become huge. Yeah, I remember like Division 2 is 100 gigabytes. Even like, <laughs> since we're talking about it right now, is that fucking... Okay, so the, the what I will call the Call of Duty experience, which is Black Ops and Warzone. And when Warzone installs, like, and like you download the Modern Warfare stuff too, apparently... It will. Yeah. It's too big to fit on a base PlayStation Four hard drive, according to the Call of Duty blog. I don't know if they're at five hundred. Oh, yep. Here we go. It uses. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say. It has about four hundred gigabytes of usable space. So that Black Ops and Modern Warfare combined is about four hundred, which is fucking crazy. They, those are big games. Yeah, like. You know, like, uh, yeah, the thing to like keep in note is like when they say like things like the PS5 and ser- like in Series X or like one terabyte, of uh, like there's one terabyte, there's like a terabyte of data like you know like in that system, but you can only use so much of that for actual game storage. Uh, and it's the same for the last generation. So it says like you have a 500 gigabyte drive. Like a lot of that space is actually being used up by the system and OS itself. So you have less than 500. Yeah, gigabytes. and I think on the Series S, I'm, a lot of it. I think I had like 450 available to play with, which was nice. Yeah. The other thing was coming out is that they are winding down the Japan studio to focus more on Astro's Playroom. And they were, I mean, we were kind of looking up beforehand. They are a, <clears throat> they were like a support stu. They were doing a lot of support work, but they were also the ones. They've kind of been around since 98, and they've worked on Ape Escape, Padapon, Lokoroko. They assisted development on Bloodborne and Last Guardian. Uh, Toyama led a division that was responsible for the Siren and Gravity Rush games, and that was like their that offshoot studio. So what they're doing is they're yeah. closing down their... Yeah, they're closing down these offshoot studios to focus on Astro's Playroom, which is the Astromi... One, did I say that right? Asobi, there it is. It's not, yeah, Asobi. Yeah, so like this studio that has kind of been this house for a lot of teams and like a lot of uh, works with like a lot of in real, third party studios for like PlayStation specific things. Like, you know, like we talked about like you know, Bloodborne and the Demon Souls remake. Like they helped Blue Point do both of their last two remakes. Um, it's it's pretty wild that they are going to rebrand it and kind of focus on like Astros stuff right now. Yeah, and it looks like yeah, they've they've been around since 94 and they're a lot of this Wikipedia page is like developed with other studios and then they have some of those games I listed off. A lot of PS2 stuff. Uh oh, yeah, they they ooh, they helped oh Zenner works with Okage Shadow King. That's a PS2 banger from my childhood. Um, let me go into the PS3 area and see. Because, yeah, they, they, they had that spin-off, spun-off studio for Gravity Rush. Well, it's like a yeah. team, right? Like, it's a team of people um, that, like, you know, become known as, like, Team Gravity. Yeah. Oh, and they worked on Puppeteer. Do you remember that game? Puppeteer. It sounds familiar. I feel like it's like a has like a western aesthetic. Or 
That's a different one. That was an Xbox Connect game. Puppeteer was a was a completely different game that I have an image of, but I don't quite know. How to yeah, it's it. like you play as a puppet and you have a set of like uh, shears that you're attacking people with. I just I, I remember the trailers for this on PS3, and I remember it looking really rad. Like there's like a performance going on, and everything looks like it's in a theater or something. I don't know, this game looked cool. Everything's very marionette-looking. Um, yeah, Japan Studio, man. The recent, yeah. most so, recent thing they worked on is was Knack 2 and Loco Roco 2 Remastered, along with the um, helping other studios. Like, they helped with the Demon's Souls PS5 and Shadow of the Colossus remake on PS4. Yeah, so I guess, like sort of with this i don't want to like rebrand or restructure like i guess the question is what does this what was this studio even you know like if you can make this <clears throat> restructure to focus specifically on the astro bot ip i guess which would be cool i i could use like them putting out and in a sense like a 3d mario kind of like but it's astrobot you know it's like a as long as like mario odyssey but it's astrobot yeah i mean i guess like i haven't played astro's playroom all i really know about it is that it's you know a homage to the um playstation like console yeah and those levels are pretty cool like that, that game is pretty yeah those levels are pretty sick I... I've seen people speedrun the levels, so I know there's a community for that. But I'm just not sure how far, how long its legs are going to reach. Well, if you if you take out the um, homage stuff, and if they they just make platforming areas, you know, like like in it, they had they had the jungle level and they had the tech level, and then they had the the beach area. You know, they'll, they'll probably expand upon those and, you know, just make, like, a full-fledged, like, 3D platformer, which, hey, they, <clears throat> they've kind of moved away from the 3D platformer since, like, the PS2-ish, like, it used, you know, they had their quasi-3D platformers, which I'll call, like, you know, Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, and Ratchet and Clank. It'd be interesting to see them focusing on those, or, you know... Those were the teams that were like, not Sony specifically, but they were, that's what they were doing in, at that time in that space. But I, I would love to Sony just be like, yeah, we're just going to put on Astro's game every three years and you're going to eat this shit up. And I'll be like, yes, I will. Is Astro the mascot that Sony had been lacking for this for so, so long? I think so, man. I think so. Is it this little robot? He's pretty good. Hey, you know, before Astro's Playroom, I would have been like, maybe. But after, I'm like, yes, he is, actually. Well, yeah, apparently that VR game was really good. Yeah, and I know I know there was some PS4 thing with the Astrobots where they were in the controller and you would, you would shake the controller and they would all hit each other and shit. There was some, like, tech thing for the... Um, DualShock 4. I don't know if that was like a part of 
the rescue mission VR game. No, it was it was it was before that actually. It was before that. Yeah, I just don't because the the Astrobots were a thing before the um, Astrobot rescue mission. I just have to look up on the wiki page. Um, what else is going on here? Uh, oh yeah, that Nintendo stuff was coming out. Those Pokemons, man. Oh boy, boy, did they. did they! I'm so fucking ready. Let's see what this name was again. I can't remember. Um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl hitting the Switch in late 2021. This is what I've been waiting for, Austin. Oh my god! Oh, I was like, are they gonna do Sinnoh? No, they did. Let's go. Um, are they gonna Are they gonna do Sinnoh bef- after X and Y? Cause like, okay, they did X and Y came out, and then they did Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and then Sun and Moon came out, and then they skipped Sinnoh and went to Let's Go, and then put out Sword and Shield. And I was like, when am I gonna get this? Give me this fucking game! Come on. It's here, Austin. It's here. I guess people like Art Sinnoh. Kind I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I mean, the art style is Pokemon. <laughs> like, this is how Pokemon has looked. Yeah. It's just like... Even, like, Let's Go looks better than, like, the, the walking around the open world stuff. Like your character is really short. I will go back and reference the chibi look of the uh, Ever Crisis from Final Fantasy VII to describe like the open world stuff. Yeah, no, I think this is these better. Like, I definitely am down with this open world look more than I was with Let's Go. Eh, I, I kind of don't like it. My one of my coworkers was like, yeah, this shit's ugly, and I'm like, eh, it's, yeah, it's kind of ugly, but like. I'll I'll probably get used to it and be fine with it, but I'm so ready to get my Piplub, dude. Piplub's my boy. That's, That's the, the penguin. penguin. This um. Yeah. I should, like again like this is exactly the generation where I cut where I like turned off Pokemon and never really. This back. is the one that I played the most of actually. That's what I've heard a lot of people say. People have told me that they really like <clears throat> this um, this generation of Pokemon. And I guess, I guess Nintendo knows that. It's good. I'll say, so here's, to give you like the way that this game is kind of different, is um, the main story is about 41 hours apparently for the original version. And it says, I'm on how long How long is this to beat? The main plus extras is 94. And for a completionist, which is, I, I guess, what I end up doing. Because I had like 300 hours when I stopped playing this game. And this is at, this says like 266. And no. let's see. For Sword and Shield, Jeez. how long to beat says it's 25 hours. So there's a... That campaign's about 15 hours longer. Now, I can't remember anything past, like, any Pokemon game. My memories of those are I did the gyms and I beat the Elite Four and I leveled my Pokemon. I don't remember 
anything fucking else about like any Pokemon game because that's about what they are until after you beat them and you're just running around catching like the extra legendaries and stuff yeah you know putting putting god in a pokeball gotta put god in the pokeball that i got i need to find this astropod game yeah what do you think about the other Sinnoh title that they announced because they announced two Sinnoh games yeah, they uh the other one was oh, what was it called? Pokemon, Pokemon Legends Le- Ar- Arceus. Arceus. I always thought it was Arceus. I think it is Arceus. Oh, and that Postmon thing happened too. I have to look at that. Um, it looks cool. You can throw the Pokeball like a third-person shooter. Yeah, and this being like a much older, like in the time within the timeline of Pokemon, this is I guess several hundred years in the past it looks very different yeah and it's got um whatchamacallit yeah it takes place in Sinnoh too it's the same pokemon from that yeah yeah, like you're putting together the first Sinnoh pokedex and your starting lineup is actually really different because your starting lineup is like these you get the three like types of pokemon Mm -hmm. in your starters your starting lineup instead of Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup is Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. And I only know two of these. Pokemon. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at the um, the lineup. Where is that at? Oshawott's pretty cool. I think that's uh, Rex and Y. I'm on the Legends. Just they. I'm on their own website. Interesting. Oh yeah, I see it. Uh, so the um, Rowlet is from Sun and Moon. Rowlet is uh, the cutest fucking grass Pokemon I've ever seen. I love Rowlet. Hey, he's yeah, a little he owl. He's a little cute little. Baby. Yeah, if you if you get that 2ds like you're talking about, I I would pick up a copy of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because that. No, oh, I'm not buying a 2ds. <laughs> I hope they remake that. I hope they start putting 3ds games on the Switch, man. I know. Ah, you couldn't because of the screen, but they could like I don't know. Ah, it's such a fucking. Those games are stuck on that console, but. Well, you can I don't, get one. I don't think so. Like Oshawa. I feel like if I mean I don't know enough about the functionality of like the two screens with those games to really necessarily make this claim. But I feel like if you can put a motion control Zelda game on the Nintendo Switch and give it a like entire control scheme that allows you to uh use its directional movement fighting without needing a motion controller, I feel like you could probably find a way to make the UI of a Pokemon game. Yeah, yeah. Or they could they could have a button where you flip to the bottom one. Not a lot goes on on that bottom screen, honestly. Uh, yeah, because I feel like the bottom screen is like the battle UI and, like, inventory? Pretty much, pretty much. Um, all right, here we go. Oshawott is from Gen 5, black and white, along with Tepig and Snivy. Tepig's a cool Pokemon. He's just a pig that's really excited to be everywhere, dude. Tepig's... Damn. Uh, you know wouldn't, this like. Tepig is like your pet pig if you actually liked him. That's all I'm saying. If my pet pig actually wanted to go yeah. anywhere, that's what Tepig yeah, would up, be. Look up Tepig's expression and how excited <laughs> Tepig is to do everything. He's like, yeah. Tepig is the mud king. Yeah, like, look at this. Just... Gen 5. How dare you insult this beautiful pig? By comparing him to Mudkip. 
love Mudkip. Mudkip's the best. Um, I'm listening to this Post Malone concert, and I think I kind of like Post Malone. But it's weird that he's just animated and singing. Someone spent time and animated this. This It's 13 minutes of Post Malone walking around with a microphone, Austin. Yeah, a little Pokemon move in the background. That's fine, you know? Someone, I hope someone was able to pay their rent animating Post Malone in that video. Yeah. Good for them. I'm, I'm, I love yeah. that for them. It's, it's fine. A Gyarados flew over his head. I'm watching this. He gets a bubble around him and he goes underwater. His pants are shiny. Didn't they say, wasn't he singing like one of the, um, Pokemon songs? I don't, I didn't watch it. Uh, I had better things to do. Yeah, it's wild. Um, almost has a million views. I mean, it'll it'll have more than a million views by the end of the day. I'm sure it's post Malone. People yeah, like that. It came out yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll definitely have more than a million views by the end of today. And them some Pokemon. Pokemon and players, thank you so much. That's what he's saying. When I remember when like Spider Verse came out, and I learned that the Sunflower song at the beginning of that movie was Post Malone. I was very surprised to learn that I liked a Post Malone song. Yeah, that song's alright. That song's alright. Um, I got two more things on here. Is the um, there is a Bungie has delayed the witch queen expansion from september 2021 to 2022 which is kind of what happened with beyond light is they kind of pushed that and they're also changing some stuff because um when beyond light came out they were sunsetting weapons from older dlcs to kind of stop the like power Mm -hmm. creep which is like where their gun base was just getting overloaded with like people were just using their favorite gear which as it turns out, people want that, so they're getting rid of that, and they're just letting them use their stuff. Wild, Wild. that people would use their favorite yeah. gear. Uh, Vault of Glass is still coming back um, this summer. Uh, they're going to have a Master Difficulty uh, for PvE events. They're overhauling Trials of Osiris, which is too sweaty for me. Isn't did we play that? Is that what we no, played together? We we played Gambit. We played Gambit. Trials okay. is a three on three competitive multiplayer mode where you have oh, seven you have to win like five rounds, I think, of like single elimination stuff. And it's just super sweaty. It's just super sweaty. Small teams like that make me nervous because that means I have to be good. Yep, yep. And what was the other thing is um, they'll no longer force players to grind out 50 power level points every season and will instead introduce minor season expansions with a 10 power level jump. This is for armor and stuff. So every season it's just yeah. going to go up by 10 levels instead of 50. So it's just making the grind a little easier. Yeah, well, it seems like even... Like, I'm not entirely sure on the wording of that. I don't know if it's just, like, 10 levels or if they're going to, like, 
sort of section off like or like give you increments of 10 levels at a time at like after amount of time but it seems like they're doing that to either reduce the like the grind or just help you spread it out which is yeah so every i think they do four seasons a year and it used to be when a new season came out the power level cap would go up 50 so i think it's just going up 10 every time I will say, dude, Destiny 2 on the Series S is... Okay, so I got a Series S. Destiny 2 on it, oh my god, 60 frames per second is crazy looking in this game. I have never seen Destiny look like this, and it blew my mind. But it's too bad that... My my character transferred over because you have cross-save, but I don't have any of the expansions on it, so I was just walking around on Earth being like, oh, this is pretty. I can't really do anything, though. I could do some strikes, but I don't... I don't play destiny anymore it's too much of a struggle so the playing it solo and i'm i'm just gonna go play xbox 360 games instead austin that's fair let's see monster hunter rise this is a this is the only quickie i we have (laughs) is that monster hunter rise is being developed for switch but it looks like it's also coming to pc as well which i thought was pretty cool I feel like we talked about this before, but anytime I have a chance to talk about Monster Hunter, I will talk about Monster Hunter Austin. Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about like the idea of it coming to PC, dude. Um, which is, yeah, no, it's that's pretty, that's wild, that's good. And um, they're going back to the old like armor stuff where they are. So World had this thing where all the weapons kind of looked exactly the same. Like, you'd be deep in a skill tree, and they were just kind of all the same. This is going back to, like, hammers being, like, heads of monsters and stuff. So for, I was watching some gameplay of, like, they have this, um, there's a monster called the Kazoo, which is a blind, slippery monster who, um, most notably when you make its hammer, it's just the Kazoo's head on the end of the hammer. Very cool. Anyway, that's it for news, Austin. Um, we'll come back with some games in a little bit. When you when you hit people with the kazoo's uh, hammer, does it make the sad song of um, prison it blues? Could, it could. I want to send you this picture of this kazoo kazoo really fast. I gotta get Austin's hot take. Let's see. I mean, you uh, really don't. It's just so ugly. It's just so ugly. Just look at this. Look at this boy. Same. Same energy as that Willem Dafoe gif I just put at the top there, Austin. Same energy. Incredible. What a stunning creature. Willem Dafoe's monster... Hunter Companion is a kazoo. All right, Austin, where can people find you at on Twitter? What's going on? If you really need to find me on yeah. Twitter, you can find me at Beardless2TW. I'm at Travis23Doyle. Uh, we'll catch y'all in a bit and come back with our gameplay impressions. I got a Series S, so stay tuned. You, you can hear me talk about that. All right, later, y'all.